Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Thank you, John, and welcome everyone to Good News. I am Deacon Al Lundy, and I want to apologize. I You've had to listen to some uh, past programs for the last couple of weeks. I've been out of town visiting my son and his wife out on the West Coast, and so uh, we, we had to do some fill-in. What, what is it Dr. Ray uh, calls his shows? Not the worst of. He doesn't have a best of series that he fills in with. He does not a worst of. So you've been having to listen to not the worst of, of good news. Uh, but we're back again, and here we are in Advent. Happy Advent, John. Our second Sunday of Advent. And uh, what a great time of year. I, I love the Advent liturgical season. I love the readings of it. I love what it stands for. That's what we're going to talk about today as as well as do our readings from the Mass. But first, I want to tell you about a couple things that that have happened. Um, I celebrated a wedding uh, this last weekend. A wonderful couple, Michael and Taylor. uh, I wish you many years of, of happiness together. They're they were terrific to work with. On uh, we do we do several over a period of months. We do several. Uh, meetings together for marriage preparation, and they were just a, a wonderful couple to work with. They have great families, great flock of friends. They actually had a flock of friends walk up as part of the procession, just young people who have been with them their whole life, supporting them. And uh, rather than put them in the wedding party, we had a parade of a flock of friends. It was very, very cool. But what I wanted to tell you about was um, Michael's son from a previous marriage, cute little guy, and I'll apologize, I can't remember his name right now, Preston. I did remember it, it's Preston. So, Preston's probably six years old. And uh, I meet him for the first time the day of the wedding, just in passing. And then we're standing uh, at the top step of the sanctuary, waiting for uh, the procession of the bridesmaids and the the groomsmen. And Preston, I'm standing there, uh, Michael's to my left, Preston's to Michael's left. And and I see this little guy kind of lean forward past his dad and look at me and kind of look me up and down. And he stands up again and then he tugs on dad's sleeve and I hear, uh, who is that? And his dad says, well, it's Deacon Al. Oh, oh, I thought that was God. <laughs> Now I've been I've been called father before. And I you know I thought oh that's a pretty good promotion right, but all the way up to God. So I had to laugh and and I assured him that uh, God has more hair. <laughs> but it was so cute, and we just it was it was it was a great wedding and uh, just a marvelous time. So congratulations, uh, Michael and Taylor, and uh, God bless you. I hope you have a great life together. And then um, yesterday, yesterday I uh, was very, very humbled to be invited by the uh, the local Young at Heart group to host, not to host, to be the key keynote speaker at a retreat, at an Advent retreat, and that was a hoot. That that was just a great bunch, and we had a wonderful discussion all about Advent and and how Advent started and and what it entails. And in studying 
up to do to do the uh, the talk, I learned a bunch of stuff I didn't I didn't know before. So I found a novena. Now everybody should look this up. That I think you know if Advent is this time of preparation. It's its own season. It's not. Some people look at it as pre Christmas, and it's not just that. We're not just getting ready for Christmas. We're getting ready for the coming of Christ. And really, Christ comes to us in a lot of different ways. And the three ways we prepare for it at this time of year, we're preparing for the, the physical coming of, of Jesus, uh, in God incarnate, okay? The nativity. We're also preparing for the final coming of Christ, right? For, for the last day, the final judgment. And we prepare for that. But we're also preparing for the coming of Christ in the Eucharist. And I think that's something that we often overlook and, and deserves some attention. How do we prepare ourselves for the receiving of communion every Sunday? And how do we make that more meaningful? And that's where I tried to focus um, a lot of my, my talk. And, and part of that, I found this Christmas novena, the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. So uh, it begins on, on November 30th, which is the, uh, the Feast of St. Andrew. It's a very short uh, prayer. I, I should have brought it with me, and I, and I didn't. Um, I'll, I'll, have it, uh, I'll have it in a little bit. We'll do it in the second half of the program. The, uh, a, a very small prayer that you say as a family, or you can say individually, but it's meant to be done as a family activity. Novenas, a lot of people think of novenas, they think of nine, uh, a, a prayer that you say for nine days. But that's not really what a novena is. It's any prayer that's said for, uh, for a, a number of days or a set number of days or a set number of times. This is said from November 30th, the Feast of St. Andrew, until, uh, through Christmas Eve. Okay, so it's a Christmas novena. And it's to be said 15 times a day. 15 times a day. Now, this is a very old tradition in the church that has kind of fallen by the wayside. And I found this prayer on the uh, uh, U.S. Catholic uh, College of Catholic Bishops site, the USCCB. This was on their website uh, as, as a prayer for, for Advent. So you say this 15 times a day for um, 25 day, 24 days, 25 days. Uh, I think that's cool. I, you know, I I love prayer. I think I'm convinced that prayer works, that prayer is effective, but prayer requires uh, sacrifice and perseverance. Well, I think 15 times a day for for 24 days is that's a lot of perseverance, uh, and I think that something like that. You know, the scripture talks about uh, uh, knocking on the neighbor's door until he answers. Right? I I think if this isn't knocking on God's door to say, hey, listen up. <laughs> I don't know what is. So it's basically you say it once an hour for every waking hour of the day for, for 24 days. So uh, in the second part of the show, we'll, we'll do, we'll do the, the St. Andrew's prayer. And another thing I learned about was uh, you know, our, our Advent originally was 40 days. And now it's not. Now it's just four weeks, four Sundays. But originally it was 40 days. It was another Lent. Now they call it Little Lent, and I've heard that term before, because it's shorter. But did you know that the Orthodox Church and our Eastern Rite churches of the Catholic Church uh, still do it as a as a 40-day Lent, right? And within it, they do fasting. 
we should do fasting during Advent. We should do fasting all the time. A lot of people don't know that. I, I, I read, in fact, I read this group yesterday uh, when, when we met for the retreat. I read them the, the canon uh, law about fasting because a lot of people think that uh, the abstinence from meat is on Friday during Lent. And it's not. It's all year. It's you should abstain from meat. If you're 16 to 60, you should abstain from meat on Fridays all year long. And especially during Lent, but all year long, there aren't enough. There aren't enough of us that do that, or even think about that. But what a great way to prepare for Sunday by starting Friday with your own personal sacrifice, you know, and start. You're starting to think about the Eucharist on Friday rather than. Hey, let's get in the car. We got 15 minutes before Mass starts, which is unfortunately when a lot of people start to think about Mass. So uh, this was called that what they do in, in the Orthodox Church and the Eastern Catholic Church, they do uh, St. Philip's feast uh, fast. So what's a St. Philip's fast? Well, it starts on uh, November 5th, which is the feast of St. Philip. You fast from meat, all dairy products, fish, wine, and oil, Monday through Friday. Then on weekends, on some weekends, you get to have uh, fish and uh, wine and oil. Now, you think about that, what what your diet would look like Monday through Friday, no meats, no dairy products, Nothing made with a dairy product. So that like knocks out most breads. You know, there are some breads you, you, you'd be able to do, you know, some unleavened breads. Um, no fish, no fish, no meat, no dairy, five days a week. We're, we're talking, you know, crank open the salad bar. <laughs> you know, that's, that's about all that's left. And, and with no oil, that's going to knock out a lot of dressing. So crank, crank open the dry salad bar. Um, but that would certainly make an impression on you by the time Christmas rolled around. Uh, that's, that's a sacrifice. That's a self-sacrifice. We don't do enough self-sacrifice. John, you and I were talking before the show began, and I, this kind of brings me back to self-sacrifice. I saw a thing in the, on the news, a young man crying, really upset, because his employer at a coffee shop wants him to work an eight-hour shift. And this this young man is distraught, distraught, crying in in the storage room. Thinks he's going to have to leave his job. How how can he be asked to pour coffee for eight hours? I, I think we have a society that's forgotten about sacrifice, forgotten about work. You know, God didn't put Adam and Eve in the garden and say, "Have a happy fun time." He said, "Go to work." You know, raise raise children, raise crops, work the land, care for the animals. Uh, that's a lot of work. And I can imagine Adam looking at him and say, um, "How long? How long you want me to do this? I mean, I, I I got stuff, you know, in my life, and I don't know if I could put a lot of effort into taking care of a world. You know, uh, eight hours? No, I think I'm going to have to start a labor uh, union here." Uh, <laughs> He's upset because he has to work eight hours. Life is, life is work. 
life is work. Uh, even if you're past the time of working, there's stuff to do. There's things that I caught myself the other day complaining about laundry. Have, I, I love clean, clean sheets. We've talked about that before, but I, I don't like necessarily like laundry. And then a, a friend of mine reminded, you, reminded me, you know, it's not like you have to carry it down to the river and beat it against some rocks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's worse things in the world than having to uh, push a couple buttons on a, on a machine and pour in a cup of detergent and then walk away for an hour, yeah. wait for the bell to ring and say, boy, this laundry, this, this is a killer. Yeah. Five minutes in a microwave. Oh man, I don't, you got anything that cooks faster? We just, we've just gotten to the point where we just don't want to work. I just, it's so sad. It really is. Um, there's great dignity to work. There, there's so much to learn in work. There's so much, not only character, but moral lessons. There's so much uh, social interaction that takes place when you work side by side with someone. Um, it's just, it's good for the spirit. It's good for the body. It's good for the mind. And to, to sit alone in a room and cry because somebody wants you to pour coffee for eight hours. And I, they just, I, I just don't know that I'm up for that. That's just, wow. You know what we, I, I meet, I meet Thursday mornings at a local restaurant with uh, some men from our parish, our, our two parishes. And it's hard for restaurants to get help nowadays. It really is. People don't want, number one, they don't want to do it. And they don't want to do it when you want them there. They want to do it when they want to be there. And it turns out they, a lot of times they just don't want to be there. And I see these these uh, waitresses. I mean, we've got Morning Rush, big dining room, two two waitresses. Uh, to wait staff, and they're running their their legs off. And waitresses don't make a lot of money, so we try to be very generous in our tips, especially around around Christmas time. And uh, I was so proud of my little my little group today. We were talking. We we have a waitress who she serves our table every every week, and she was telling us about this little bit of kindness she's trying to do for a family that her mother knows that's financially, they're not doing great right now. And uh, the little girl has her heart set on the, the Barbie dream house. Now, when I was young, you know, GI Joe and stuff, they weren't cheap, but they weren't what they cost now. You know what a Barbie dream house costs on sale? Just shy of $200, 200 for a big box of plastic. You know, I'm sorry, but, and I can understand, you know, with media the way it is, children want what children want. And as a parent, you want your child to be happy and you want Christmas to be special. So we, uh, my little group kind of, we didn't pay for the whole thing, but we came up with a lot of it. Um, and that was just, that was our little quiet Christmas gift to do. And it felt really good. It felt good to do something for someone who we don't even know, who we've never met. And that was one of one of the Advent mess messages was uh, charity. As, as Catholics, we often wait for special seasons to be charitable. And really, we should be charitable every single day. I mean, 
Christ only asked us to do two things, love God and love our neighbor. And so charity, whether it's giving in uh, money or time or material, whatever resource you use, it's something we should be thinking about every day. How, how can we help somebody else? And, and so it, it, to me, my favorite kind of charity is helping someone I don't know. Maybe I'll never see or, or you know, ever see and just know that somehow we, we help them. And so uh, I'm feeling pretty good today because we we helped buy a Barbie dream house. <laughs> Does that sound strange? Um, I, I invite everybody this Advent. Help somebody you don't know. What a cool thing to do. Go help somebody you don't know. It's always a pleasure to meet with you every weekend, Saturdays and Sundays here on Catholic Spirit Radio. Uh, invite you this, uh, this Advent while you're looking to, uh, to be – uh, involved in almsgiving and charitable acts, please keep Catholic Spirit Radio in mind. Uh, we are a, a nonprofit organization completely run by volunteers. We're trying to grow all the time. We've now been on the air for, for over 10 years, and we continue to add uh, uh, towers and uh, communities that, that we serve, uh, rebroadcasting EWTN and other programs all with a, a, a Catholic flavor to them. And we also have locally produced programs like Good News. And we could always use your help. So as you're looking to be charitable, as you're looking to share your time, um, money, and resources, uh, please keep Catholic Spirit Radio in mind. You can actually just go to our website and click on Donate. It will give you all different ways uh, that you can share your resources to keep us on the air. And we do appreciate all the help we can get. And we ask for your prayers and we offer you our prayers. Uh, we have a prayer line. We have our members here at the radio station who help to uh, uh, intercede on your behalf, uh, praying to our Lord for your needs. So as you pray for us, we will pray for you uh, as well. So please look that up on our, on our Catholic Spirit Radio website. I uh, I just had the uh, prayer I promised you. Here it is, the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. I got this, by the way, on um, the website for Ascension Press. This is from, a lot of you know Father Mike, who uh, does a, a lot of great programs. Uh, he actually uh, posted this. So this is a prayer that uh, the church offers uh, as a very powerful uh, novena for Christmas. You say this short prayer 15 times a day from November 30th until uh, December 24th. I know we're a little bit past November 30th now, but that's okay. It's never too late to start praying. So here is the prayer. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed mother. Amen. So there's a new word in there you've never heard before, I'll bet. Vouchsafe. It's one word. And vouchsafe means uh, uh, to grant, grant me a grace that is undeserved. And all graces, really, when you think about it, all graces are gifts from God. They're, they're nothing we earn. They're nothing we deserve. We get graces through the sacraments uh, because of who God is, not because of who we are. And so all graces are vouchsafe, granted because they are undeserved. 
Okay, uh, I invite you all to uh, look up that prayer and uh, print it off. Uh, post it somewhere in your house where you'll uh, likely see it every hour while you're awake. And it's just a very brief prayer, uh, but uh, we, we, we hope you will include that in, in your Advent uh, process. So our first reading this Sunday is uh, from the book of the prophet Isaiah. It's rather lengthy, but it's really, really important. Isaiah, uh, in, in Isaiah's passages, we, we find out a lot about Christ. Isaiah talks almost completely about the coming of Christ and what that will be like and, and how he'll be recognized. So today's reading is from the 11th chapter of Isaiah, and he writes, On that day a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and a fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he be judged, nor by hearsay shall he decide, but he shall judge the poor with justice and decide aright from the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and of the breath of his lips he shall lay the wicked. Justice shall be the band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips. Then the wolf shall be a guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion shall browse together with the little child to guide them. The cow and the bear shall be neighbors. Together their young shall rest. The lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den, and the child lay his hand on the adder's lair. There shall be no harm or ruin on all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as water covers the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse, set up as a signal for the nations, the Gentiles shall seek out, for his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord. Then in our our second reading is a letter from uh, Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, whatever was written previously was written for our instruction, that by endurance and by encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony with one another, in keeping with Christ Jesus, with that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, then, as Christ welcomed you, for the glory of God. Our gospel is from Matthew. And in Matthew we read, John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. And at that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the whole region around Jordan were going out to see him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his mountain, he said to them, "'You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath?' Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. 
Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that, that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but for the one who's coming after me, who is mightier than I, I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The gospel of the Lord. So in, in Isaiah, we hear about really the coming of John. And in John, we hear about the coming of Jesus. So there's this continuation throughout the ages of this advent, this, which, which is what advent means, this, the coming. So we hear for hundreds and hundreds of years through scripture, the, the, the coming of the Messiah. And then he's going to come with great power, and he's going to separate the good from the evil. And certainly we see that in, in the ministries of, of, of Jesus Christ. So that's what we're here for in Advent, to prepare for that coming. The coming of Jesus at the Nativity, the coming of uh, Jesus in communion, and the coming of Jesus the, for the final judgment. So how do we get ready for that? Well, if we look back at, at ancient times, and the advent referred to the, the period of time before the arrival of a, of a dignitary into a, into a town or a village or a region. So when the king was coming through, or when a conquering uh, general was coming through, there would be an advent, there would be a time of preparation for their arrival of this, of this important person. And what would a town do? I mean, put, put yourself in, in the place of, of these common people. If you knew some great dignitary was coming into your town, what would you do? Well, you'd clean up the place, right? You'd clean up the street. You'd clean up your home. You'd probably clean up yourself. Who knows? Maybe, maybe take the bath, a bath even though it's not December. You know, it just, you're going you're gonna to clean up anyway. Uh, you're going to decorate you're going to perhaps uh, have a parade. I mean, you're going to do these things as, as a way of showing this dignitary your joy at their arrival and your willingness to put yourself out to honor them. Well, that's what we do in the Advent season. That's exactly what we do. It's, it's a period of time of preparing for the arrival of the greatest dignitary, the, the greatest uh, king, uh, the, the, the king of heaven. Uh, so... While we're, we're cleaning up our, our homes and decorating our homes and our streets, uh, we're also asked to look inside and prepare our inner home, that inner house. So this is a time to make use of the sacraments, to get that cleansing power of, of the graces. And one, the one place to start is return to the Mass on a regular basis, fast, pray, do acts of charity, but go do your laundry, go to confession, use the sacrament of penance to cleanse the inside of your home, your, your inner self, in preparation to make room to fully receive Christ at, at the nativity, at communion, at mass, as well as to be ready for that final judgment. It's a time of preparation. Sit down with your family tonight and talk about what are you doing to prepare your home for the arrival of Christ? What are you doing uh, within yourself 
to prepare for your arrival of Christ. We'll talk more about Advent in, in next week's program. As as we uh, next week we'll be celebrating Gadate Sunday, Joyful Sunday, uh, and that's that's a great thing to look forward to, uh, just as much as as the Nativity. And so we'll talk about that next week. Uh, in the meantime, time may God bless you, protect you from all evil, and bring you to everlasting life. God bless. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.